Welcome to Beyond Our Focus. I'm Stefan, this is Amanda, and this is Let's Palaver About the Gunslinger, the Dark Tower, the very first book. So this is going to be very exciting. We're only going to be discussing the very first chapter of the very first <laughs> book. Which is actually titled The Gunslinger. The Gunslinger. Just like the book is. So it's going to be quite enjoyable. We have not read these books in a little while, so we've been excited to actually get back through it. Oh. Um, we have two different versions of the book. We have the original version, and then we have when King went back and revised and expanded throughout the whole thing. So I got to read some things that Amanda did not. He definitely did change some things, and we're going to try to discuss some of the changes that we recognize, especially a large one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we've got a whole page <laughs> worth of stuff. That just get added in there. That kind of changes the context of part of it. Well, when someone says, hey, it's on page this, and you have to go three pages back from that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. These things have definitely changed. Um, in the newer version, there's a introduction and a forward. That's a little different from what that was in this one. Probably should just let her read. Like? My part, but... Literally, mine goes, like, table of contents and then... The Gunslinger. And mine sounded anything like that. Mine jumps. I don't even know how many pages. Oh, there we go. It jumps. All that before you get to the Gunslinger. Oh, there is, I don't know, 13, 14 pages before the Gunslinger. <laughs> My uh, page Actually, one on mine is I can page 11. Look at these Roman numerals. That looks like 25 pages. So, yeah, there's a, there's a little bit. Does yours at least start on page 11? Like, does it say it starts on page 11? It starts on page 3. What? Well, we have page 4, page 3. Page 11. How did we do this earlier? How was it? I don't know. I don't know. We don't understand how these books work. They're different. Like... Yeah, mine starts on page 11. <laughs> Maybe there's a whole lot more in here than I thought there was. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to be discussing some things. We're about to find a whole <laughs> lot of things that are different about these books. So, to begin, um, also, if you'd like to keep up with us, you could also read the first chapter. Or if you read them a long time ago and you're just enjoying a fun thing, our goal is to keep them spoiler-free um, as far as any further in the book. We don't plan on saying, talking about anything further than the chapter we've read, and try our best not to discuss anything that's in other books <laughs> that we're reminded of. We may briefly mention something, but we're not going to try to spoil anything that's going to happen later in the series. So yeah, if you haven't and you're just reading with us, you can actually do yeah. that. It, we're not going to try to split it. We're not going to do anything. We're just going to read through... Spoiler free. Once we finish the entire book, we're going to have a little spoiler cast. Oh, yeah. Talk about the whole book, what's been going on, and everything, how everything pertains to everything. So we're not restricted to the first chapter. So, the introduction is more about King talking about when he was 19 and just what kind of person he was. And that Lord of the Rings was super popular when he was 19. Lord of the Rings, uh, 1966 to 1967. Hmm. At least that's what said was popular. And he didn't want to start his book then because he knew he would write something like that and didn't <laughs> want to write anything like that because it was so popular. Yeah. He knew he wanted to write some large epic tale of some sort. 
but he didn't really know exactly what he wanted to write, so he waited. And not until he watched the Clint Eastwood movie, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, he decided that he wanted to actually write a Western. Hmm. Interesting. So that was in 1970. He was 22. And he finally started writing if only. this book. That was what, that's 48 years ago. Oh, and it's still brilliant. It's still, it's still pretty awesome. It's still awesome. I will still say the, the first book, very... It's not the other books. Yeah, it's very different. It has a different feel. It has... Even somewhere in here, he says he feels that the, the Dark Tower doesn't really get going until the second book. Oh, yeah. Until The Dawning of the Three. That's... Which I completely agree. The Dawning of the Three feels like a very different book from this book. Yes, the... Oh, such a good book. Can we just skip? (laughs) Ah, so... uh, Yeah, so he started writing in 1970. Okay. He says... Epic Missile of the Ring, blah, blah, blah. Three years... And then he took a hiatus much later on. I don't want to spoil too much. He wrote the first, second, third, and fourth books... And then there was a huge, huge gap, I think, until uh, 2001 when he started writing again. And he wrote, I know he wrote the fifth, sixth, and books, uh, fifth, sixth, and seventh books very quickly yeah. compared to everything else. And they all came out very close to each other because all of them were out, uh, I don't remember, like the early 2000s. He'd really put them together fairly quickly. I don't, I don't remember, remember without looking it up, unfortunately. Um, he said he had a, quite a few people, or a couple people. There was an old lady who was dying of cancer and a guy on death row who wrote into him asking how the end, how it all ended. I, I heard they knew, that, yeah. I they knew that. that they never get to yeah. read the, the end of the books, and they just wanted him to tell them how it ended. And he said there, he couldn't. He, he didn't know himself how yes. it was going to end. Yes, I remember actually reading that before, too. Uh, I thought that was amazing, like, kind of cruel, but definitely amazing. I mean, what do you do? Yeah, like, as an as an author, as an artist, artist, anything like that, sometimes you don't know what it's going to be until it's over. Like, yeah, I mean, so it was interesting that they, they wanted to know they were dying, death row, cancer, they knew they weren't going to be around much longer, and yeah. just wanted some closure, knowing that, that they never get to read the last few books in the series. That's really sad. Um, and the thing that ended up getting him back into reading, uh, reading, writing, <laughs> was he got in a, I say a car accident. He got hit by a car. And it uh, it damaged his hips or something. He has a, an odd, he said it made him walk funny from then on. Um. And the realization that it could have killed him and that he'd never get to finish these books that it had. And... It would got him back to writing again. Fun fact: I'm pretty sure. Can't remember. I haven't been able to read the bio, bio, autobiography myself, or biography myself. But somebody told me that in the book, he actually kept. He like he found the person who hit him and bought the van from them, <laughs> and kept it. Like he he wanted he wanted the vehicle, so he went and bought the vehicle that hit him, and now he keeps it in his yard. Like, that's interesting. I, I I don't know if that's 100% true, but holy cow if it is. Another little interesting thing. Um, I don't remember what the, how this took place in it, but it said three years after the accident, um, he was at a book signing. 
uh, for Buick 8, one of his other books, out of Borders. And the interesting thing I found about this is the town he was in. He was in Dearborn, Michigan. Well, aren't you fancy? <laughs> aren't you fancy with the fancy book, Buick 8? Uh, but Dearborn, Michigan? That, that is really Dearborn, cool. Michigan. Which, not really a big spoiler, that name comes up much later in the series. Yeah. It's a alias he ends up using. Yeah. Is Dearborn. Will, Will Dearborn. Dearborn. And like, that's really interesting. That is really, like, ah. <laughs> uh, there's so much. Anyways, go ahead. That was pretty much just the introduction. And then there's a Ford uh, where he, he explains why he revised the book. Mm. Uh, he, ne- he said he never really liked the first book. <laughs> it was written... It, he could tell it was definitely written by a young man. Yeah. And that's why he tried to revise it. That's what this one is. And it felt so separate from the rest of the books. Yeah. Which, reading it, it's like... It feels very different from everything else that is written from that point yeah, on. It, it is it's very much a Western, which is a lot of reasons why some people getting into the Dark Tower series are not really interested. They start reading the first book, and if they think, oh, they're all going to be the same, I might as well stop now, when really they need to read the next one to decide. Which is... That's the worst thing to tell anybody. I know. Read through the first book, because the second one's <laughs> really good. You can make it, I promise. Uh, which, the first one's good. Yes, but the first is. one is super Western. Yes. And the second one... Not really at all Western. No. I mean, they all... They have theme. They're Western themed yes, a little. Yes, it's, it's... But they're not Westerns. The world has moved on. Yes. The world has moved on. So it's kind of like a giant cycle. Like, think of the Book of Eli. That is the Book of Eli, right? There's, there's a movie called the Book yes, of Eli. Okay. Yes. Denzel Washington. Yeah. Okay, I'm just making sure <laughs> I said the right one. I'm trying but, to uh, hear where you're going with this. <laughs> well, if you think about it, it's like post-apocalyptic but it feels like a western like it has western undertones because the world's kind of desert ridden yeah because this terrible thing has happened and we've kind of reverted backwards yes and that is very much where this is the world has moved on something horrible has happened Uh, they talk about in the chapter in this chapter the, um, the animals most of the animals are mutated yes they have three eyes and six legs and everything else so, but that's it from the forward and that. If you had read them too, you probably have a little more to talk about for us. That goes. But other than <laughs> I that, see how it is. We have. <laughs> I can't help. I don't know. I didn't know. Yeah, such a different one. I. So, we will start with the very first. Mine's not as easy. There it is. Okay. There it is. The very first start. chapter. Of the very first book. The very first line is very one of the most. First Yes. Line. And I, that's why I had to pull it out. Yes. I had to make sure I, I read it right. It down. <laughs> yeah, I had to make sure. If we're going to start this off, we have to start it off right. Yes. This is the very first chapter. And it reads The man in black fled across the desert, and the gunslinger followed. The very first sentence, a great sentence. The most, it is one of the most iconic starts to a book. Like, it's just bold out there and you don't realize just how strong of a start it is until you make that journey it's yes. like it kicks it off and that's it yes and then even, even it has a lot more weight behind it even by the end of the book oh yeah but it's so cool you don't realize that when you first read it for the very first time and i've read the first book four or five six times 
over the course of quite a few years. Because <laughs> like, I always went back like, hey, I'm gonna read the books, and I get through the first three, and I or the first four, and then I stopped yeah. for whatever reason, and then I would do it again, and I did it again, and I did it again, and I repeated that so many times that I've repeatedly read the first four books quite a few times. I wish I could say the same, but I actually had to check mine out from the library first. So it's like whenever I could get them, whenever they came in, that's when I read them. So I read up until the last one, and then I couldn't. I just couldn't read it. Like it's kind of like I didn't want the story to end. So you didn't read it till I forced you yes, to read it. So then it's like we started working together, and you're like, "Hey, do you like these books? Yes, I like those books." And then how do we get to those books? Um, I don't... What actually got us on the topic, whatever reason, The Dark Tower? I don't actually know. Were you... No, you weren't reading them at the... Or you weren't listening uh, to them at the time, I don't think I was you? listening to them at the time. I don't think I started listening to them after we had started talking about them, which got me re-interested in listening to them. I don't know. Like, I just remember we... It's randomly came up. I think it was because we were talking about stuff that was coming up. And we was were it like, a stupid movie. Yes, the movie it was did a it. Stupid movie. Ah! If anything, that movie did it was remind us that the books needed the attention. <laughs> so, I think he blew out the candle or it died. But, well, either one. It'd be all right. <laughs> but uh, I'm pretty sure we knew it was coming up, so we're like, we gotta read them before the movie comes out, so that you know we have all that information inside our brains. So you started listening. I started reading. Um, you, of course, you know, I think made it through faster than I did, didn't you? I think so. Because I think I told you at one point, like, I'm listening to the last book. Yes. And when I get done with it, you, you better have read it because otherwise I'm spoiling it for you. So You have to read the last book. Yes. So I burned, literally burned through all of the books except um, the Wolf first. Of Kala. Yes, Wolf of Kala, which is the fifth. Fifth book. It was the fifth book. My um, least favorite book. And so because it was my second read through and I really needed to get to the last book, I went ahead and skipped it, which then when we actually started talking about it, there was so much information that I'm like, I don't quite remember that. I probably actually should have read that one. And then we made it to the last book. It was my first read through of that. And then... Now we're doing it again. So this yes, we're actually, doing it again. The first is... one, the first book though, I have started like, um, I think he and I started uh, reading it at one point. So we made it to like maybe the first chapter, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I was like, I picked it up one day, like, okay, I, I'm going to reread this. But as far as all the way through, no, this will only be the third time. Quite a few. Uh, I, I I forget it like every single time. It's. In this book, it's page 69 is the last page of the first chapter. Yeah. So it's not not a hard read for anybody to go back. Mine is 66 if you have the original one. <laughs> so yours somehow starts on 11 and mine starts on 3. I <laughs> So I'm not real sure how these work. <laughs> I don't quite understand I it. it. Um, um, we didn't quite go over this before we started filming. So. No. Like, we didn't, we didn't really compare versions of books until now. Yeah. And then... We're like, oh well, this is um, this is nice. <laughs> it's so different. I mean, how many pages yours end up being? Uh oh, like in total? Total, I mean, um, roughly, you know, just right there at the end. Okay, that's actually. See, I have an afterward, but I don't have a forward. 
I don't realize, I don't know if I'm, this is the after order of this actually the book. Is it signed by Stephen King? <laughs> uh, no, no, mine doesn't have an afterword. What? No. What it literally ends and then has a advertisement for the Wolves of Kala. And that's it. Well then, haha! I shall, <laughs> I shall have the ending. Minus 216 pages. Minus 231 pages. What the hell? So, we're going to have some different since we're going to get to chit chat oh. about. Holy. There's pages there. It's different. <laughs> Aww. It's a bit different. All right, well, we've started with the first chapter. Okay. We have said the famous line. The famous line. It is famous, at least in this book. Um, where do we start? How do we start? We start <laughs> by Roland going after the man in black. The man in black, which we know at this point nothing about. No, we just know he is stalking someone across great distance. A great distance, which they say in the very first page. It is an enormous amount of distance. Yes. And a long period of time. A long, yeah. I think it's only been a few months so far. Because I think in there it says it's been a few months. He's been going yeah. to the desert for a couple months. Um, and we know nothing about the man in black. We know he, he is definitely following him. He believes he is getting closer to him. Yeah. Only by a feeling and... Yes, because every time he actually catches any, like any sight of him, it's a cold fire. But yes. he's still, even though it's just as cold, he still feels he's getting closer. Yes, he feels he's getting closer. He finds no other remains. He finds no trash, nothing else at the campfire. And he assumes he's burying things and he's, he's trying to... <laughs> uh, that was one thing that I did write down <laughs> is because uh, on... For me, it was page 13. <laughs> he said, There was nothing in the remains but a charred scrap of bacon, which he ate thoughtfully. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> he just... So, um, basically, that bacon been there for a few weeks <laughs> at this point. And I guess... I, well, that's the thing. It's like, how... how it, It's a cold fire, but how cold is the fire? Because you think it was weeks, the wind would have already blown any trace of the fire you away. Think, but he also, according to everyone he comes in contact with, they yeah. say he's this far behind. But they're not positive because time moves funny around these days. I don't I just thought it was weird that he was, like, picking through somebody's fire and found a scrap of bacon and was like, nom, nom, nom. Well, he was hungry. <laughs> he's a very hungry man, as we find out. <laughs> um, Which, I mean, at this point, the one thing I didn't remember, once we get a little bit further in here and we get to, um, whatever, it, what's his name? I Brown? Forget. Yeah, Brown and Zoltan. Uh, I forgot that most of this, or this most of this first chapter is him telling a story of what happened before we saw him. Yeah. I completely forgot about that until he started telling the story. I'm like, oh! Uh, well, before we had started, you were like, uh... Oh, in Tull, this happened. And I was like, I remember him going to Tull, but I thought it was literally him going to Tull. Like, and then... I thought the book started, and we got to Tull, and yeah. then we got to Brown. Yes, that's Not that I we got too. to Brown, and we told a story about Tull, and the beginning of the book is like, sometime right after him leaving Tull. 
it was weird. Like, it's weird when you go back and actually read something, because it just changes what's actually in your head, and like, wait a minute, I, blew, I remember this totally different. And then I start thinking, you know, maybe Stephen King's just going back and rewriting everything. And just... <laughs> well, yours is the rewritten. <laughs> well, he's done this multiple times, and I don't think so. Um, but, of course, in the beginning, you get a nice description of what Roland looks like. You get uh, his gunslinger vibe, his whole Clint Eastwood East, Very Clint Eastwood look. Hence I can't talk. how this, again, was inspired yeah. by Clint Eastwood <laughs> and the Western movie... Roland is Clint Eastwood. For the most part, he is Clint Eastwood. He's a young Clint Eastwood. That's what he's inspired off of. That's kind of what he's supposed to be. Which room... See, that's what... That's what what? Okay, because you said that he was inspired by this, he was inspired by that, but it's weird that in his foreword, he didn't mention the poem. I'm I'm with you. I've not seen the poem at all. Like, I... Because everywhere else you look in any other other any of the other books, um, it says that he based it off a poem. Yes, the except, Dark Tower poem. Except this book, so I don't except know. Except the first book. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but yeah. Um, what is it? Uh, Child Roland to the Dark Tower came or something. Something like that. Like that yes. Yeah. We're, we need to get the poem. It needs yeah. to be here. We need to get the poem. Ah. This appoints me. I should add that right in. I, I kept thinking about it, but it just didn't happen. But anyway, um, moving on, you get his description. You get him traveling. He's stalking the black man in black. And then we arrive at the little hut yes. with a tiny little cornfield and brown and Zoltan the talking bird. Yes. And since birds talk, apparently, in this. And if it doesn't bother him in the least, it's not. It's kind of like a, you know, Lou and death. <laughs> <laughs> Not a big deal. <laughs> he just the bird starts talking. He's like, okay. Again, birds talk. I mean, we know not all birds talk. At least we, we have parrots and stuff that yeah, mimic. But this, is this a- hey, birds talk. They do that thing. That's what they do. Okay. Um. So I mean, we. Oh, been fo- He was. He had been following him for two months. Yeah, I yeah. did write it down. So you have that. He meets Brown. He likes Brown immediately. Um, they get to chit chatting. Uh, Brown, of course, says that the other guy had been here. Yeah. Um, Roland gets water out of the well, thinks about, well, if Brown really wanted to, he could drop a <laughs> yes. rock in my head right now and kill me. Well, it's because uh, Zoltan scared him. Like, Zoltan just ma- like just hopped onto the thing and just randomly said something, and he's like... <laughs> like... Dumb bird. <laughs> you dumb bird. Um, let's see. Uh, he talked about... How he thought the the man in black was a sorcerer, because he had just dropped the rabbit out of his sleeve and it was already gutted in and everything. Nice. Um, kill Wait, roller what? roller. I, don't I wish he would have wrote pages down because you know what that would have been nice too. <laughs> uh, because I don't remember him saying that the man in black did that. Yeah, that was Brown said. I, I remember him saying that he was a sorcerer, but... Who knows? Maybe he added it. Maybe he added that, too. He added all kinds of things. I love that... Okay, I'm sorry. I just randomly appeared, but I love how Zoltan... I love Zoltan's attitude. He's just like, screw you. <laughs> screw and you horse and the horse he rode, rode on. <laughs> I was like, hmm. Um... 
trying to remember. At some point, it says uh, Roland is thinking, or uh, he starts to think about Shimmy. What? Yeah, that's what it says. I wrote it there. Roland thinks about Shimmy in Brown's hut. It is not in this book. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> for, for those of you who don't know, that's a character that appears later. It, it is. Thank you, Stephen King, for messing with my head. Um. I'm trying to remember why he thought about Shimmy. I, I should have wrote down pages. I, I should do what you did. Because I don't remember. But but no, he. I remember the line about him at, saying that he thought he was a sorcerer. But I do not remember him saying anything about the guy pulling anything out of his sleeve. I just remember him going, yeah, he came here for dinner. Just like you are, probably. Mm. And then he sat here... And then left. Like, that's... I... <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that, that happened in my book. Let's go with that. Um, and at some point, I think uh, when Rolla takes a nap, a small little yeah, nap in like, there, I think he's, that's when it's mentioned that he thinks that randomly, for whatever reason, thinks of Shimmy. A... Okay, that's him telling... A boy from his childhood. Yeah. Because it said Brown woke him up five hours later. Um, and then... Five hours? Yeah, I know. I don't remember being five yeah. hours. It says Brown woke him up five hours later. It was dark, and then he said, "Your mule has passed on." Yes, the mule. The mule didn't make it. Yes, he was walking around with a mule with no name. He was walking through the desert with a mule with no name. A horse with no name. Um. Most of our podcast is going to be paper wrestling. <laughs> Reading through the book and like, what happened here? and Why did this happen? Uh, please come in. Um. Okay, here's mine. Is that he said... Uh, okay. Yeah, mine's different here. Brown woke him up an hour later. Wow, that's It was dark, and only light from the dull cherry glare of the baked embers. Your mule hath passed on, Brown said. No. Tell you sorry, dinner's ready. What? What's that right there? No. Oh, tell you sorry. Tell you sorry. I thought you said tell you a story. No, tell you sorry, dinner's ready. Okay. Mine is uh, Brown woke him up five hours later. Um, the only light was the dull cherry glare of the banked embers. Your mule has passed on, Brown said. Dinner's ready. And then he said, how? Brown shrugged, roasted and boiled. How else, you picky? So no, the mules. <laughs> so he just changed random little things. But, uh... I guess he felt five hours was way too long to take for dinner. <laughs> I guess so, but here's the other thing. It said, uh... Um... He stayed supper, same as you will, I guess. We passed the time. And it says, the gunslinger stood up and the bird flew back to the roof, squawking. He felt an odd, trembling eagerness. What did he talk about? Brown cocked an eyebrow at him. Not much. Did it ever rain? And when did I come here? And had I buried my wife? I did most of the talking, which ain't usual. He paused, and the only sound was the stark wind. He's a sorcerer, ain't he? Yes. Brown nodded slowly. I knew. Are you? I'm just a man. You'll never catch him. I'll catch him. Right. And that's it. I went back a page because you went back a page. 
And that was it. That's the last thing he mentioned about the man in black. I'll pay for the water too. Yeah, that was him. Am I going far enough back? No, I don't think so. Brown no, that was a. Ever rain? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that uh, one. Among other brown nodded slowly. Knew he dropped it. The... There it is, right there. Here it is. He's a sorcerer, ain't he? Among other things, Brown nodded slowly. I knew he dropped a rabbit out of his sleeve, all gutted and ready for the pot. Are you a sorcerer? He laughed. Uh, just a man. Roland laughed. Wait a minute, Roland laughed. Just said. Are you a sorcerer? He laughed. I'm just a man. Roland just, doesn't laugh. Does he ever laugh? <laughs> okay, I'm done. Stephen so, King can just. He added all kinds of little things. No, I'm done with Stephen King. <laughs> I'm done. You can't do this to me. I, I, I feel like I'm reading a different book, okay? Oh, tiny little nitpicks and little little things. Just a phrase here, a couple words here, something there. Oh my goodness. Um, okay, moving on. Should we? Because <laughs> oh, I think one of my favorite lines from at least this part of the chapter, because um, we've all felt like this, I guarantee you, is... Roland, I can't remember what they were talking about, but Roland says, do you believe in the afterlife? And Brown replies, I think this is it. Yes. Yes. I loved that line. I can't remember how many times we've said similar things while, you know, working. (laughs) 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 Purgatory. Because also at some point... Because talking about the mule that moved on, his... Animals that... He said, have you ever thought about eating Zoltan? Yeah. And he says, animals that talk be tough to eat. Birds, billy bumpers, human beings. I'm done. End of <laughs> he didn't po- say that either. End of podcast. I am done. <laughs> no, none of that. None. Absolutely none of that is in this book. Oh. <laughs> He changed so much. Like things I've picked up. So many little things I picked out. Not in your book. No, because literally, okay, that was the right after that. Right, talking about the mule. Okay, he just says it just laid over. That's all. It looked like an old mule, and with a touch of apology, Zoltan ate the eyes. Oh, he might have expected it. All right. Brown surprised him again when they sat down to the blanket that served as a table by asking a brief blessing: rain, health, expansion to the spirit. Do you believe in the afterlife? The gunslinger asked asked him as Brown dropped three ears of hot corn onto his plate. Brown nodded. I think this is it. And that's exactly how that entire scene ends. Well, at some point, you, you recognized him talking about eating the bird. No. No? No, no. not at all. Like, I don't remember where exactly it was. It's in the order. So it's after he thought about Shimmy and after Brown could have killed him in the well. So it's after they woke back up to eat at some point. My assumption was when they were talking about the... Um, my well, at- DA self didn't write down any numbers. <laughs> well, literally after, um, at, like, he filled his water, that's when he thought about getting hit. You, According to you, he's thinking about Shimi when he falls asleep. And then... That's, all, like, that's in the order of stuff I have. It has yeah. to be right there. And then Brown woke him up. They had An hit- hour later. Yes. <laughs> five hours later. Um, <laughs> they talked about the mule. And then... Uh, they were eating dinner, and 
the guns Roland the gunslinger. <laughs> Roland kept expecting Brown to start asking him questions like yeah, where are you done. from? Where like what happened? Why are you here? Who's the man in black? But no, he just stays silent the entire time. And it actually starts bothering him. Yeah, so they want to, he actually wants to tell him a story. Yeah. Like they brought up the town a town called Tull. And Brown said, yeah, I go there to sell corn and stuff like that. That's about it. I don't go there anymore, really. And the gunslinger said, I almost got killed there. And Brown, all, Brown, all he says, is that so? And then he thinks, oh, here come the questions. Here come the questions. And nothing. Brown just leaves it and says, huh. Because here it is right here about him eating the bird. Oh, my God. It's literally right after... Um you believe in the afterlife? It's the next little piece segment. The beans were like bullets, the corn tough. Outside, the browning winds uh, quickly, da, 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 halfway through, yeah. the machine gun wrap picking the door. Brown got up and let Zoltan in. The bird flew in across the room and hunched uh, moodily in the corner. Musical fruit, he muttered. You ever think about eating him? The gunslinger asked. The dweller laughed. Animals that talk be tough, he said. Birds, billy bumpers, human beings. Human beings. Beans. <laughs> They'd be tough eaten. After dinner, the gunslinger offered his tobacco, and the dweller, dweller Brown, accepted it eagerly. Okay, because mine, <laughs> mine has Dalton flying in, um, but it says, okay, the bird flew across the room and hunched moodily in the corner. Musical fruit, he muttered. Mm-hmm. After dinner, the gunslinger offered his tobacco. Now, now, the, now the questions will come. Yeah, it's just this, just one sentence about the the, the bird eating the bird in the belly bumper, and I think See, that was some way of them, him bringing up the belly bumpers. That's the thing. Just that, so it's something else that comes up later. I am pretty sure that when I read the books through the library, I read that version because so much of that is actually just springing into my head. But I feel like when I'm reading this one, that I'm going crazy because I'm remembering <laughs> things that aren't there. Oh my goodness! So this is gonna yeah. be interesting. Um, I lost my page. Okay. So, uh, shall we move on to Tall? Oh, there's there's Shimmy right there. What? Uh, only blah 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 blah. Let's see, Tall, the last village. Uh, between here and the horror that occurred in Tall, the last village. He had been afoot for. The last 12 days. The mule was at its end of its endurance, only living because it was a habit. Once he had known a boy named Shimmy, who had had a mule. Shimmy was gone now. They were all gone now. And there was only the two of them. Him and the man in black. Um, Heard rumors of the other land beyond the green. Okay, so that was when he said he'll pay for the water. I'll pay for the water. Okay, I'll pay for the water too. Um... And this is giant sentence. Or okay, paragraph. so it's uh, after I'll pay for the water, too? Yes, after okay. I'll pay for the water. The gunster okay. grunted and laughed and sat down in the back against the yeah. root wall, folding his arm and closing his eyes. After a little, the smell of the roasted corn came to his nose. There was a blah, 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 yeah. blah. Okay, it said uh, he was tired. He had been going 16 and sometimes 18 hours a day between here and the horror mm-hmm. that occurred in Tull, the last village. And he had been afoot for the last 12 days. The mule was at the end of its endurance. 
and that's it. Only living because it was a habit. Once he had known a boy named Shimmy, who also had a mule. <laughs> oh my goodness. I can't do this. He really ties this book into the other ones. Yeah, now. Now? Yes, now. Oh my, oh my goodness. God, there's so many different things. <laughs> we only go about 37 minutes. Oh my God. And uh, we can't seem to get past the, the fact that he's added so much to this. Well, I'm, I'm saddened now. I'm going to have to start letting you borrow the book so you can read this version of it. Just going to get that version, please. <laughs> All right, we should probably go to Toll because I have a whole page worth of Toll stuff. <laughs> you take it on. Just go. Just. Because the last thing I mentioned, even in that area, is the fact that I really loved that. Do you believe in the afterlife? And then yeah. him. Saying, and the right after that was the Billy Bumper thing. Yeah. So you 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 take. And then it. he tells the story because you mentioned him mm-hmm. talking too much or not talking. And Roland kind of wants to tell the story, and then he finally asks Roland, "Will you tell the story? Because I know it'll make you feel better yeah. if I ask you to tell the story. Yeah. For you to tell the story." He pretty much says. It doesn't seem like you'll feel right unless I invite you. Yes. Yes. And then we we go straight into him coming upon Toll. Yes. Uh, made his way to Toll. And they were playing Hey Jude. Yes. The all familiar Hey Jude. One of, one of the signals that this is not... This the is real not, world? Well, not only that, but that this is not a... Western taking place before our time. Yes, this, this very is, clearly says this happened at some... This takes place someplace way after our time. Yes. But of course, that's other things. But um, <laughs> uh, there's so much other things to talk about the with that. The world has moved on. The world has moved on. But they were playing Hey Jude. I'm like, oh, Hey Jude. That gets brought up a lot oh, yeah. through the books. Reoccurring theme. Check that in your little books. Yes, yes, definitely check that. Um, uh, the entire town was uh, keeping their eye on him. Yes. Everybody was watching Roland, the man with guns. I think, though, that that almost seems like a common theme in a lot of westerns and stuff, though. Like new guys. New stuff, stranger yes. in town. Yeah, walking into town, people like peering out their shutters and like closing <laughs> their doors and bringing their kids inside, except no one does anything and pays in mind. Like, they look at him, but it's more of like, a, eh. Well, they're all just watching him. Yeah. Being, there's an eye kept on him. And no one really wants to talk to him. Yeah. Because he talks to two kids. And only one speaks to him. And the other one kind of gets angry because he spoke to him. Yeah. Wait, there's only two kids in yours? I don't know. I okay. Know the, I know it comes across two okay. kids. Because this, this was like actually a circle of kids in mine. It was like a circle of kids. I don't remember being a circle of kids. I remember being two kids. I don't know. It may be different. I don't know. I don't have these answers. I remember oh being. Goodness. I remember two kids. I mean, I he could have easily mentioned it was a circle. I don't know. Um, these things happen. I don't know. Okay, another reoccurring thing, and especially it's important in this chapter, but it does come up in later stuff, is devil weed. Yes, devil weed's going to be a reoccurring thing throughout everything. It, it, it literally is a plant that can get you. It's pretty much like a drug. Like, you can chew it, you can... Well, you don't want to chew it. No, you shouldn't be chewing it. <laughs> you Technically, you're supposed to be smoking it or anything, but... It's a much, much, much worse version of weed, basically. Yes. Like a 
a poisonous weed, yeah, pretty much. But it's more like... It's like a it's, cocaine mixed with weed. Yeah, it's, it's much, much worse. But it's more like... It's grass. Yes, it's a grass. It's, it's devil grass. grass. But um, you... Pretty much you burn it, and if you're really, really, like, if you have an addiction to it, you might start chewing it, which, once again, is going to kill you faster. But, yes, that is a very reoccurring plant that happens in this. Um... Mine's going to be somewhere on page 18 or 19. Okay. Mine was on 24. I don't don't understand how this is... How it plays out the way it plays out. I don't get it. Okay, I'm sorry. Mine was three boys were crouched silently around a marble ring. I'm trying to figure out what that is. Um, It's pretty much in the giant chunk of description of who he's seeing... Like walking People through the People in the town. streets, too many, three ladies, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Solid old um, man straw. Talking about a young boy, perhaps 13, and his girl. A young boy, perhaps 13, a girl who yes. might have been his sissa. What? Or his jilly child, crossed the street. I'm done. <laughs> they block up. Paused. Imperceptibly, yeah. their footfalls and clouds dust. There was right a town. They went to electric. Blah blah blah. Someone's been uh, three boys. Okay, yeah, it was three so. boys apparently. Yeah, and the, the youngest one actually is the one who actually told him. him something. Yes, after he got a very rude welcome from the what is it? What is it called? A hostler? How do you pronounce it? I don't know what we're talking about. Hostler. Yeah, it is Hostler. Hostler. The, uh, isn't it Kennery? His name turns out to be Kennery. He's the one who, which we're not even going to go into that. takes the mule? Yeah. (laughs) But, uh. Yeah, him and the, taking the mule. I'm sorry, but some of the things, and did he keep it in this version, but some of the things that Stephen King writes, I'm a little concerned about him. But, um, where was it? Uh, he... Exactly. It could be further, much further behind that because he would yeah. have just talked to him. Um, well, it might have been like farther up. I'm saying it might be further. Because I'm not sure when he ends up actually giving the mule. It may be later. Well, I mean, like he does give it, he gives him the mule pretty much right then. And then, um. Then, um. Uh, but it was, I think, later on. No, there was a certain description that I was just like, excuse me, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, it has to be later. Play, hey Jude, in Territorial, yeah. eyes on him. Shoot up money. This is when he gives him the... He smarts back off. He smarts off yeah. Roland after he gives him the yeah. the gold. I ain't got no change for gold. Didn't ask for any. Blood money. Blood money. Yes, blood money. Mine says shoot up money. Oh, mine says blood money. The hostler muttered, "What? Nothing." And then he grabs the mule and just leads him inside. But um. You don't know. I'm already reading the entire chapter. No. Do you know what's going on? Um. 
Anyways, my next note isn't until the story of the man in black. So if you have anything before then. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my next thing was he goes in the Shebs, the honky-tonk. Oh, yeah. Where, of course, everyone's still keeping an eye on him. He orders three burgers, which she tells him is thoroughbred. He knows she's lying, but doesn't want to think about it. Flicks her a piece of gold. She once again says, I have no change. Didn't ask for any. Of course, followed by a guy who decides to try to sneak up behind him to stab him to take his gold because Roland's flashing all this gold around. And, of course, Roland sees him in the mirror behind the bar, and it's just like, go sit down. Go sit back down. You don't <laughs> want to do this. Not a good idea. Go sit back down. Yeah. And then right after that, Nort, the weed eater, uh, comes up to him, puts his hand on his shoulder while he's eating, and speaks to him in the high speech. Yes. It's another thing about these books that... Um, I guess that's one of the... First times high speech is mentioned. Yeah, I think the very first time. Yes, it is a language. It's an old language. And it's actually written as characters. They barely use them in the book. Um, You see them, I think, in some of the other books on the illustrations. But you don't actually see them used as far as like a complete sentence until you get to the wind through the keyhole, I believe. They had done something else with them at some point. I don't remember. I don't think so. Like, the first time I ever actually seen them written into a sentence was... I guess we'll find out. <laughs> yeah, I could have sworn I'd seen them somewhere else. But I could, um, I could be wrong. But as I, I know I saw them in another book, like, uh, where it has, like, the chapter title, and then right underneath it, it had high speech. But I don't think it was part of the actual thing I was thinking. Yeah, I don't know if it's... Just the regular... Rated, but I know they yeah. show it and they do the things with it. But what's your next note? Uh, my next note after Nort speaks to him, I th- I think what's it? Yeah, Roll ends up scaring off all the customers. I think they all leave. Um, I think it's just him and her. I'm pretty sure. Yes, because she gets mad at him because uh. That, uh, it's actually Nort that scares them because Nort. Well, Nort does his little high speech thing. Yeah, because Nort had, has, like, since everything went on with him, he has not spoken a word to anyone, really. I mean, he mumbles, talks to himself, stuff like that, but he doesn't actually use complete sentences, and obviously he's never spoke high speech to anyone. So when he taps, actually interacts with somebody, it scares everybody. Like, I mean, they were there when stuff happened. But I think that whole interaction, I think everyone ends up leaving the bar because of the the thing. Yeah, it's... Because Roland ends up asking her some questions about the man in black. Or asking if he came through here. Well, um... It says... Uh... Of course, the whole high speech, and then it said, Ah, an inarticulate sound of pleasure, the old man did a weave, weaving turn and began moving back to his table, holding the coin at eye level. Yeah, because Roland gave a piece of gold. Yeah. And then it says, the room was emptying rapidly, the bat wings shuttling madly back and forth. And then the piano player closed the lid of the instrument and exited, and she screamed at him, Sheb. And then 
he Nort just went and sat down and started spinning the gold on the table. And Everyone but Nort. Yeah. Yes. And, it was in the night. He wanted information about the man in black. Yeah. And Allie, the barkeep. Um, was pissed that he drove everyone off, but... Yeah, but she had a price for information. Yeah, pretty much. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. Like, Roland, I don't want any more of that gold. I want some of that. <laughs> Be like, I'm sorry. See, isn't it usually the opposite? Like, usually... Usually, not, yeah, not in this particular that, circumstance. Usually, you're not... I, I, it just seems really weird. Anyways, yeah. That, hey, that's what she wanted. Okay? Apparently. She wanted it for information. Maybe he's the last good-looking person in town. I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, of course, some of the illustrations, I probably so. But yes, uh, they uh, they did their thing, and then... Well, uh, she tells the story of... I think this is where she tells him about the man in black and him yeah, coming into town. And Pretty much, uh, Roland wanted to know about Nort. Like, how did he get this way? Mm-hmm. What happened to him? Because you could just look at Nort and smell him and everything... And he smelled like death. And she pretty much said that's because he was dead. And then she wanted information also, from him. I know another interesting thing. Somewhere right around here, he says that he recognizes uh, Shep. What? When? Somewhere. I don't remember exactly. What the he, hell? He, he, he either asked her like, in bed or something, but he asked. He says he recognized Shep, but he didn't know why. And he pushes out. I think why he's sitting at the bar. I wish I would have wrote this more legible, because... <laughs> can't read your own handwriting. <laughs> no! Um, because there's... Oh, 48. Okay. Because that was one of the biggest things that stuck in my head, and I was like... Um... Nope, never mind. Totally different. Way ahead. Because the one I'm thinking about happens in a church, so never mind. What? I'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get, we'll get if to we that. ever get to that. <laughs> Our like goal a, is to get to that. It's like a two-part series. Jeez. Okay. Um, anyways, the random one, I can't find it anymore. I don't even want to find it. It was just weird. Is him passing... I think Kernelly, I want to say, it. is it Kennerly or Kernelly? I don't know. Whatever. The dude who's watching his mule. And how he, he has like three do- three or four daughters, whatever. Yeah, several daughters. Okay. And at one point in time, uh, Roland passes them and he's like, he has a beer bottle in one hand and, and is holding on to her breast in the other. His second eldest daughter's breast in the other. And I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> what are you doing? What's going on here? I'm like, okay, yeah, I, well. I remember that line. Um, I don't know where it was. I don't want to find it, but yeah, it's there somewhere. <laughs> I'm just like, Stephen King, uh, someone's a little messed up over here. But, uh, no, the, last, or the first thing that I wrote down in this section had to do with her actually, um, I had read it earlier. It was her... The eyes were blue, she felt suddenly. And my thought process is the whole 
him mesmerizing the crowd, pretty much. He did something all right. Because at first she said that she couldn't tell what color his eyes were, and then suddenly his eyes were blue. Oh, there it is. When she's yelling at Shep, it says, um, Shep, the woman screamed after him, her voice, odd mixture of fear and shrewishness? Shrewishness? Shrewishness. Sure, sure, shrewishness. Shrewish. Shrewishness. Sheb, you come back here. Uh, was that a name the gunslinger had heard before? He thought yes, but there was no time to reflect upon it now or to cast his mind back. Nope. Just just all kinds of nope. Um, <laughs> all mine was, was Sheb, you come back here, goddammit. And then the old man, meanwhile, had gone back to his table. Yep, I got an extra line in there that you don't... So, what did you think of... (laughs) Because it is a line. Because it comes back up later in the book. Yeah. Do you remember what comes back later in the book? Which part? When Shep breaks in. Yes. Yes. But he talks about why he knows him. He's like, I remember why I know you. (laughs) I can't... I don't think I can read this version anymore. Like, I love the fact that it is the original version, but as far as our discussion goes, this is, this is getting ridiculous, like, um, because, uh, once again, uh, he has pretty much decided to stay a couple of days, and so he spends those days with Allie, and at one point in time, they're about ready, you know, to get things started, and Sheb just breaks down the door. Yeah. Unfortunately, don't know what page that is. Um, but apparently, Sheb and Allie had something going on, so yes. he felt that Roland was getting into his territory. So mm-hmm. he decided it was a grand idea to break take, it on the gunslinger. Take a knife to a gunslinger. <laughs> it did not work out well for him. No. Um. Okay, that's the man in black. Probably before he went and met her. Okay, so... Oh, I'm really there it close. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... The door crashed open, and the piano player made his ridiculous knock-kneed run for the sun. Allie did not scream, although Sheb held an eight-inch carving knife in his hand. Mine was on page 46. And my... Well, it's 46 to 47, but also the part I'm talking about is this part. Um, because after they lay back down... or It's going to be right here, so I understand... Boy, boy. Uh, one of three boys you could catch stock. Yeah, yeah, right there. Okay, yep. Yeah, because yeah. it talks about Elder Jones and stuff. <laughs> I'm done. Oh. Um. Because, yeah. yeah. I think probably like here to the next page is all going to be stuff. Because he never mentions Magus in here. He does in mind. Never mind. There's a whole like page. Okay. Of 
So a lot of this stuff won't actually bother Whatever version you read, none of this will actually bother you unless, like me, you have read all the books and you know these names, you know these characters, everything like that. So no matter what version you read, if you, haven't you will read enjoy it, it. Read my version. You, read the revised and expand it throughout because it's going to give you a lot of stuff that you don't really know what it is yet, but it'll be a cool callback when you get there. Yes. Otherwise, you'll be like me and getting all kinds of mixed up right now. Because um, let him to the table, set his wrist as a firebox. He wept weakly and without violation. Magus, the gunslinger said. And the little piano player looked around his eyes wide. The gunslinger nodded. She was no longer trying to stick a knife in his light. Magus, he said. On the clean sea. What about it? You were there, weren't you? Many, many... Uh, as they say, did did say. What if I was? I don't remember you. But you remember the girl, don't you? The girl named Susan. The Reap Knight. Nope. Shush. <laughs> Shush. Everything. Okay, we're going. Moving on. Oh, because in the next part, Allie's asking who she is. Yeah, who is Susan? moving on. <laughs> that is actually the version that I read when I first read the series. That is the one that I read. Because... <laughs> I remember all that stuff happening, and it's not in here, so. (laughs) Um, So the next part that I actually got to was, of course, um, he recalls the story, or she recalls the story of the man in black coming in. Nort had died because he had pretty much overdosed on devil grass. And puked Um, his guts out. Yes. His black, gooey guts out. For so. For some reason, they had decided to do his wake in the bar and just placed his dead where, body... Where was she going to put the wake? Where just, was she going to put it? Just placed his dead body on a table in the middle of the bar. I, mean, I wouldn't want to go try to put it in that church with... What's her face? But, so everyone's having a drunk good old time and Nort's just laying there dead and the man in black walks in... Has a little discussion with Allie. Apparently that's Order. important in your book and not in mine. <laughs> Order some whiskey. Yes. Um, and then pretty much is like, well, how about I show you something? <laughs> like, I can't remember what exactly he said to her as far as, like, I have an idea. <laughs> well, we were just going over a brief, like, what he shows up, he has some whiskey, she pretty much does the exact same thing she did to Roland, you know, I need your coin, stuff like that. He gives her silver and oh, gold. Yes. And she still says, I ain't got change yeah, I for this. <laughs> it's a bar. It's a small town, okay? <laughs> Apparently. Um, and then, I mean, they talk about, you know, the fact that, you know, there's a dead body laying in the... Because it's Nort's Wake. Nort's Wake in the bar. Yes. And why does he decide to bring it back? He de- he it, he doesn't have a reason to. He pretty much just says, uh, "Let me show you something. Like I will show you a wonder." And uh, then, which very curious, this man in black, this man in black, this sorcerer, per se. Mm. Yeah, hmm, uh, that's questionable. Um, but, uh, but Nort does come back somehow. Yes, he does his little dance. Thing. Jack be nimble over. Spits him in, <laughs> spits in his face a bunch. Uh, and then we move on a little bit. Uh, the Man of Black leaves. Yes, uh, by then everybody has freaked out, ran out of the building. Allie herself ran upstairs. 
She doesn't come back until, you know, a while later and Nort's just kind of chilling out. like, And he's still, obviously, he believes he's been touched by God. Yes, by God. And but, he wants to quit the weed eating. Yes. But he can't. And at the same time, he feels that's cruel because he's like, well, he brought me back. He gave me life. But why didn't he... He could have taken this addiction from me, yes. too. Like, why did he bring me back this way? And then we run into something else that's not in her book, but is in my book and was definitely added and will definitely pertain to quite a bit in future books. Uh, Nort hands her a letter. And will also pertain to something else a little bit later on. Hands her a piece of paper. Paper be rare in these parts. Yes, paper is very, very rare. It is now a, you know... A priceless commodity. It is priceless. It is. It's super, super rare. Where we take it for granted these days, trees and everything. They don't make paper in later yeah. days. In this day and age. Which, uh, quick, quick side note. Um, I found it down. Like I actually wrote it down. Um, magazines. He was thumbing through some old magazines, and I thought that was actually interesting, because it, once again, just like Hey Jude, shows that this isn't, you know, like, back in the day, like, this is a, the world has moved on kind of moment. They never say when this is. Yeah. They only say, I mean, it's very clear this is not like in the 1940s or or 1800s or something. This is, who knows how far in the future. We have no idea. We can only assume it's like, what, like, 23, 24 Hundred or whatever. I, I don't know. We just later. All we know is that we somewhere along the way hit our peak and started to just break down. Yeah, things like, happened. I have hints. Yeah, I don't know you, if I should say things yeah, just, until we get <laughs> a little further inward. I yes. think that I think might the, be the what the third book. Yeah, the, the wastelands. Yes, might be a better time to yeah. discuss about maybe what happened in this world. Yeah, let's uh, continue on with so the first. he hands her a piece of paper. Because uh, when she went up into the room, or at least in mine, it said something about her um, thinking about death and what's beyond the death. And then he comes back down and this piece of paper's here talking about this. It says, uh, the piece of paper says, you want to know about death? I left him a word. That word is 19. If you say it to him, his mind will open. He will tell you what lies beyond. He will tell you what he saw. The word is 19. Knowing will drive you mad. But sooner or later, you will ask. You won't be able to help yourself. Have a nice day. Walter O'Dim. P.S. The word is 19. You will try to forget, but sooner or later, it will come out of your mouth like vomit. 19. I find that very interesting because of reasons. But, um... (laughs) How it is written. Like, how... From start to finish... That is clear hypnotism. Yes. like I've never studied any of this. No, no, uh, like because when you're doing the whole hypnotizing thing, you have your keyword, and you repeat that word clearly throughout the entire thing. And you make sure that that's the one word out of the entire thing that they remember, because that is the one word that is going to be the trigger. Like... So, him saying 19, clearly, like even how it's actually in handwriting in the book. Yes. And it's in bold. And so you're like, that, that, he's hypnotizing her. Like, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I don't know what else you want to call it. That is clear hypnotism. Well, he's a tricky, tricky man. <laughs> he's a tricky man. 
time. But moving on from the letter. Tell us some... Uh, oh, just something interesting that had been mentioned. Ally tells Roland that uh, all the clouds kind of head in the same direction. I'm just going <laughs> to... I hit you with my book, okay? So many things that clearly hint that this book is so clearly part of the rest. Yes. Only because he's added them in. Yes. He definitely... He definitely wrote the first time around as a standalone book. Yeah, it feels very And then very he wrote the rest and was like, na 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 I gotta go back. <laughs> he does, and he added a lot of little small things. Because his, uh, his um, the way he's going is southeast mm. on the path. And the clouds are just kind of slowly kind of going in that direction. We, you have to realize that we're going to have so much fun during our spoiler episode, okay? <laughs> like, a lot of fun. Because um, there's so much of this that just... <sighs> and then it finally came. Sheb came bursting with a knife. Roland broke his wrist. It was Magus. It was Roland as a boy. And then we move on, finally, to the church. Okay. So, before we hit the church, he, um... He has to go... Like, he wants to know what's beyond the desert. Because yes. Tull is surrounded by desert. Yes. And no one who's been across the desert has survived to tell about it. So, he wants to know what the tales are. what What's back there? What's beyond? And... That's in here, too. Um, no, there's something I wrote down, or at least I thought I did, about that exact thing. But, uh, so he's talking to Kennerly at one point, and he says... Oh, it's right here. What? Excuse you. Well, <laughs> what? This what was, was it? It's before. Okay. You know, I have to, it's just clearly said that, that um, there's an ocean with monsters. Ah, yes, okay, but, um... <laughs> I know what you mean. Um, he says, some say there's mountains. Yes. Or an ocean with monsters. Yes. But then, he also says, and some say that's where the world ends. Uh, and that there ain't nothing but lights that'll drive a man blind and the face of God with his mouth open to eat them up. Okay. So, if you've never heard or even learned anything about the Dark Tower, is that it is the series that Stephen King wrote to encompass all his books. And so, when you actually pick it apart and think about it, that line stuck out to me as, wait a minute, is he describing the death light? Like, the, what, the, the, deadlights. the deadlights from It. That sounds because exactly like that, it now that you mentioned it. Yeah, because, um, I mean, yes, he does use his eyes sometimes, but there was, I can't remember what moment, where he opened his mouth and the light actually came from his mouth. Was well, that in the, the new one, it was in the very end. I think yes. he does it to her. Yes, where he opens his mouth and the dead lights come out of his mouth. And it's like, that. just reading that line was like... And that line's very much, very reminiscent. Yes, it's just like... Well, the thing is, this book came out before it. This line was written before that. Yes, but that's the thing, is that this is all... Because it's Stephen King's world, that line could have been in his head for years. (laughs) Like, because this is the series of all series everything stems from this series yet everything is in the series as well they infect and affect each other so it's just like a reading I agree. it sounds very yes. much like that i'm like hmm. i didn't think about that yeah when i read that it didn't even come to mind i just thought it was interesting him saying the ocean with monsters yeah <laughs> i'm like oh yeah 
Yeah, we're going to figure that out real quick. Um, <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> uh, of course, let's past that, we are going to go to the church. Yes, we are because at the church. that guy, he, that's all he knows. He's still trying to find someone. And then she mentions, um, whatever um, her name is, Sylvia, Sylvia Pit- Pitston. Yes. And how she came here like five years ago from, I think, the southeast. Yeah. Where he's coming from. And, and she... Did this after the old pastor had moved out or whatever. Yeah. She's an interesting character all herself. Oh, my God. Yes. Um, what did you... Like, what is your first thought about her as far as... Like, what did you write down first? Uh, Silver Pittston in her sermon. It's him, the interloper. Okay. Who will come like a crimson king. Okay. So, before we even got to that, like, literally when he's... Because Roland, he stands in the shadows. He yes. doesn't... Of course, they don't have pews, so no one's sitting. But he stands back in the shadows. He kind of just observes everything. And another thing that kind of just stood out to me was... My dear little brothers and sisters in Christ. It was a haunting line. For a moment, the gunslinger felt mixed feelings of nostalgia and fear. Stitched in with an eerie feeling of deja vu. He thought... I dreamed this. When? He shook it off. The audience, perhaps 25 all told, had become dead silent. Just the fact that he's like the eerie feeling of deja vu, it's just, that stuck out to me. <laughs> yeah. Like. But, um, you were talking about the interloper. In the interloper. Doesn't he have a book called The Interloper? There's something else dealing with the interloper. I've heard the word before, and I want to say it was in one of his other books. And I, I think I read it. I'm not sure. Because that word stands out to me yeah. a lot. Well, also, he capitalized everywhere. <laughs> oh, I mean, it gets mentioned a lot. Yeah. But. The interlopey? I can't tell. <laughs> well, <laughs> apparently it's a short story. The interloper? Well, it's. Uh, the first thing that came up was the interloper. Um, nope. Everything that comes up is everything about the gunslinger. I've heard the word. I don't know why. It may be from this, but I don't think it is. But I feel like it was in another book I read by King, but I'm not sure. But that's also possible. Yeah. Well, I, the first thing, when I typed in the interloper, it said a short story. So I was like, okay. Um, it's the interlopers. And it's a... I don't think it has anything to do with anything. <laughs> I don't know. I heard the word. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, continue. I'm trying to find the exact line because I, I like that, that line a lot because it also mentions the Crimson King. Beep, I thought beep, that beep. quite interesting. <laughs> and yes. all into itself, the interloper. The interloper. Yeah. She goes on a giant sermon. You start to feel like you're in church. Like, people are like, woo! She like, reminds me a lot of um, the movie um, The Mist. Yes. That oh, my woman goodness. in The Mist. That's who she reminds me of. Can we throw a can at her? I hated her so much. I love the old lady that threw a can at that lady. <laughs> She's like, shut up. Um... It's just a bunch of it. But no, I don't believe he... In my book, it mentions the Crimson King. What? Nope. What? Not at all. 
course it doesn't. Um, here it is, right here. It says, rocking and sobbing, congratulations, became... <clears throat> congratulations. Oh, okay. Congregation. Congregation, I can't read. <laughs> became a C. The woman seemed to point at all of them and none of them. It's him that that will come as the Antichrist. Yep. A crimson king nope. with bloody eyes <laughs> nope. to lead men to the flaming bowels of... Uh, Perdition? Perdition? Yes. To the bloody end of wickedness as star wormwood hangs blazing in the sky. Yes. Mine just goes as the Antichrist to lead men into the flaming bowels. (laughs) Another little key word he throws in there. I'm about to throw my book. Also has significant meaning throughout the rest of the series. (sighs) Something so small. But that is huge. Yes. Take notes, you guys. I will just, just let you read a chapter. Give it back to me. I'll read a chapter. Just write this stuff down. You'll remember. You'll need it later. Okay. Um, uh, and hmm. fifty-one and fifty-two. And then my next thing just goes to him bursting into her shack. Mine was. Um, God. So many little things. It was, what I wrote down was, does he know what's coming? Does he? And so I said, because uh, it says, um, if he walked through that door, she hammered a finger at the vestibule shadows where the gunslinger stood. Would you renounce him to his face? And then she's like, on my mother's name. Do you believe in blah, blah, blah. And then, um. Will you crush him if you see him, brothers and sisters? Yes, sated. If you see him sashaying down Main Street tomorrow, praise God. The gunslinger, unsettled at the same time, faded back out the door and headed for town. The smell of the desert was clear in the air. Almost time to move on. Almost. Almost. And so it's just, it kind of makes you think, did... Did he? Did he know what was coming? Just that entire thing. Well, he also mentioned like, if he leaves now, he might be able to avoid the trap. Yeah, but he's like, nope, I can't do it. It's just like the whole this entire adventure. Damn <laughs> <laughs> you, Roland. Ka. Ka. Well, we haven't even heard about Ka yet. It doesn't matter, Ka. Ah. <laughs> uh, anyway, he goes to visit Sylvia Pittston in her ooh. shack. Ooh, 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 what? I think mine actually might... My last note that I wrote. Because, as I said, once I got to that point, I just started speeding through. Like, I was like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Yeah. Because a lot's happening. This yes. Is, this is the final <laughs> showdown. This is pretty um, much where everything ends. Okay. So, exactly right before that, he put... Um, I'm not surprised. Are you ever? She said... I, she asked... I ironically, and turned to watch him get his hat. He clapped it on his head and brushed past her. Sometimes, he told her, he only saw her once more alive. And that is so important because throughout all his books, like, I don't know if it's just, I'm pretty sure I've read it in other books too, but heavily, heavily in the Dark Tower series, is 
foreshadowing. Yes. No, like, no, no I, I thought the same thing when I yes. read that. Like, King does this a lot, it yes. seems. He tells you something's going to happen, or he meets... It, almost those words exactly. Yes. It's the last time he saw Yes. yes, everywhere. It is everywhere in these books. And you're just like, excuse me, I like these people. <laughs> like, it's not, he doesn't like leave it to being a surprise. No, it's like, no. Oh, it's coming. They're going to die. Yeah, it's pretty much like watching, like in the beginning of the movie, everybody dying and then it going back to the beginning to tell you how they all died. That is pretty much. Yes, it was a nifty little line they threw out there. Oh. But yes, directly after this, he goes to uh, this woman's shack. Yes. And she's practically waiting for him. Oh, yeah. She knows he's, knows he's coming. She met with the man in black as well. Yes. Um, they she thinks he's some kind of god. Yes, she thinks he is the god. The he god. Is, he and she thinks she's impregnated by him. Yes. Because she thinks she's carrying, like, baby Jesus or something. Yes. And... The man in black did the honors of telling her that Roland would be on his way and that he is yes, he is the Antichrist. Oh god. The next thing is the infight, so Yeah. But uh with that entire scene was just weird with her like Oh, it gets weird and like, strange and like Huh. Like they very what's, clearly mention she's a big woman. Yes, and then, a big woman, and and then Roland and his gun I, and her thighs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I want to ask you something because in your version, I don't know if he changed it at all, but um, at I least don't feel like he did. But <laughs> at least in uh, what he said to her. Like, I want to know if he made it any more, uh, I wouldn't say graceful, but, uh, um, okay. Okay. In yours, does it say, he came to you, the gunslinger said, and to my bed. He spoke to me in the tongue. He... He screwed you. Like, does Roland just flat out interrupt you, interrupt her? And to my bed, he spoke to me in the tongue. High speech. He he screwed you. <laughs> yes. In every sense of the word. <laughs> Damn it. She did not flinch. You walk in evil way, gunslinger. You stand in the shadows. Yeah. You stood in the shadows of the holy place last night. Did you think I couldn't see you? Yeah. Why did he heal the weed eater? He's an angel of God. So she doesn't think he's God. She thinks he's an angel of God. He said so. I hope he smiled when he said it. She drew her lips back <laughs> I from love her teeth. And- I love Roland. <laughs> okay. Um, wait, 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 wait. Go, wait. go back for a minute. Okay. After I hope he smiled when he said that, what does she say? He smiled when he said that. She drew her lip yeah. back from her teeth in an unconsciously furrowed yeah. gesture. He told me you would follow. He told me what to do. He said you are the Antichrist. Okay, so it does. it's the same thing. Yeah. Shook his head. He didn't say that. She smiled up at, at him lazily. <laughs> he said you would want to bed me. Because Is it true? Did you ever meet a man who didn't want to bed you? What the fuck? Mine doesn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Mine says... She smiled up at him lazily. 
He said you would want to bed me. Do you? Yes. Nope, that, nope, that's <laughs> a little different. Is it true? Did you ever meet a man who didn't want to bed oh, you? Oh, my goodness. The price of my flesh would be your life, gunslinger. Wow. He definitely got more poetic about it because this one is the price is your life, gunslinger. He has got me with child, the child of an angel. He has got me with child. If child you of... invade me. Oh, this is different. Got me with child, not his, but the child of the great king. Fucking no. <laughs> Mine says, he has got me with child, the child of an angel. If you invade me, she let the lazy smile complete her thought. At the same time, she gestured with her huge mountainous thighs. Nice. They stretched beneath her garment like pure marble slabs. The effect was dizzying. Yeah, the rest of it's the same, but it's the great of a great king. He just left like a crap ton of little hints of future things. <gasps> this is the better version. I'm gonna have to just go out and buy the new that that if I'm gonna finish. Okay, if we are going to finish this, <laughs> you're telling me we can't keep going back and forth. What you're missing? <laughs> I don't think so because I feel like. One chapter has already taken us almost a full hour, if not an hour and a half. We're about an hour and a half yeah. at this point. <laughs> so, uh, and a lot of it is the differences between these two books. Which, I mean, is fun. It, it is interesting. But at the same time, I feel like I'm missing half the shit <laughs> that ties in with the other books. Because you are! Don't touch me. Don't come near me. You yeah. do not touch the bride of God. Uh, yeah, that's Want to bet? Gunslinger yeah. said, and he stepped towards her. As the gambler said, when he laid down a handful of cups and wands, just what? watch me. Whoa! Read that one more time. It says, uh, don't you dare touch the bride of God. Want to bet? The gunslinger said. He stepped towards her. As the gambler said, when he laid down a handful of cups and wands, just watch me. Okay. Mine says, wanna bet? The gunslinger said, grinning. He stepped toward her. Very different! <laughs> I don't even know why and this is And then all the weirdness happens, and uh, his gun gets put places it never yep. should go. It did get put, put and, places. Uh, I would be sanitizing that to no end. Yeah. I'd be boiling that shit in water. Um, <laughs> and alcohol, even. <laughs> what's, fire. What's holy after fire. The You'll never catch him. Never, never. You'll, You'll burn, never catch me alive. So. I'll catch him, the gunslinger said. We both know it. What is beyond the desert? No. Answer me. No. He slid <laughs> forward and <laughs> went to his knees and grabbed her thighs. I think like, this thing's happening. <laughs> this is going to turn into a porno cast, okay? That's just not. He, he ventures in that <laughs> quite a few times throughout yes. the books. Oh, yeah. He, very graphic. In all of his books, Stephen King goes very risque. Like, he goes flat out, yeah, everywhere. A little further than a, he necessarily needs to. Yeah. Especially, and I think in the next book, with Susanna. Yes. yes. I was like, oh, hey. <laughs> they don't know who Susanna is yet. Doesn't matter! <laughs> it's not a spoiler! It's a character, you'll find out. No, no, you won't. Because her name's... Never mind. They'll still find out. That's anyway. Right. We'll go over it. It's uh, all right. Moving on. Moving the, on. The, he leaves her because we don't need to hear anything about that <laughs> ever again. Burn your eyeballs, children. Um, 
Well, I mean, the modeling next to is literally the, the fight. So. Yeah. Which is literally the end, so. So pretty much he leaves her. He... Collects his mule. Go, he pretty much is like, okay, this is definitely the sign that I need to get the hell out of here. And decides, okay, it's time to... Well, he goes to get the mule, and the first thing that happens is Subi, which is the, I think, the oldest or the second oldest daughter the daughters. of, of Kinlery the hostler. Mm-hmm. Comes up behind him with a plank of wood and pretty much plans to just beat the shit out of him, I guess. But he dodges it, of course, and looks at her like, who the the hell do you think I am? And then Kennerly kind of gets all nervous and is like, ha ha ha, and then hands him over the mule. By the time he arrives at Kennerly, a queer obscurity had come over the northern horizon and he knew it was dust. Overtoll they were still dead. Kinley was waiting for him on the Chaffstrude stage that was the floor of the barn. Leaving, he grinned objectively at the gunslinger. Hmm? What are you talking about? Okay. Leaving, he grinned object. Yeah. I don't remember the part you were talking about him, him trying to hit the gunslinger. No, bat. he uh, Subi does. He's oh. sitting there talking, and it says the. I want my mule now. The gunslinger said simply, "Sure," but Kennerly did not turn away. Merely stood as if searching for something further to say. Grinning, his groveling, hate-filled grin, and his eyes flicked up and over the gunslinger's shoulder. The gunslinger sidestepped and turned at the same time, and the heavy stick of stove wood that the girl Subi held swished through the air, grazing his elbow only. And then she lost hold of it and pretty much swung herself to the ground. I'm trying to actually find that. You were just reading it. No, it wasn't. Yes, you were. You read the exact line, grinning. Like, you, no, you read the... This is, no, this is the... No, yeah. I meant the part about her hitting him. No, she said... I said or, I said she came up behind him with a plank of wood. I don't see that. You were just reading it. No, I read the next part. By the no. time he arrived at Kennerly. Okay, no. Leaving, he grinned. You read that. He's talking to Kennerly. Like, leaving, he grinned. Okay, leaving, he grinned. Oh, so this is after this part. Yes. That's what you're saying. Okay, no wonder I don't know where it's at. Okay. Yeah, so you sidestep. Side see, sometimes I just don't remember. It wasn't important, okay? <laughs> it's not important. That's what it I was, mean. because that was the first person to take anything against him, was Subi. Well, and they, Kennerly pretty much set it up. He was like... Well, they want to rob him. I think they want everybody in the town wanted to kill him, okay? <laughs> yeah, but it gets a lot worse here in a couple oh, seconds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Of course, also Stephen King mentions a lot of breasts in this book. <laughs> Her breasts thrust with overripe grandeur. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I love how Kennerly's like... <laughs> okay, so pretty much the scene is... He's staring at Kennerly. He sees Kennerly flick his eyes up. He sidesteps. Subi swings... Throws herself to the ground because she swung too hard. And then he looks at her. She looks all, like, sad and like, oh my goodness, I failed. He looks straight at Kennerly again. And Kennerly's grin was huge. His skin was waxy yellow. His eyes rolled in their sockets. 
I... He began in a film, a phlegm-filled whisper and could not continue. The mule. <laughs> the gunslinger prodded gently. Sure, sure, sure. Well, it's like, uh, oh, you know what? I know I just tried to kill you. <laughs> uh, you can have the mule. It's all right. Oh, my goodness. I guess uh, you being a gunslinger and all your, your lot, you should be, you, yeah. But, yeah, he pretty much got everything ready, left, um... Kennerly's and started towards ships. He packed a whole bunch of stuff from the bar, <laughs> a whole bunch of hamburgers. Yeah. Pretty much, I think he figured everything's about to go to hell, so I'm just going to take what I need. And he took a lot. Course, it had to the alley. Restored the scar. Um. Okay, so that was one of the main differences that we saw originally. Yeah, and this is another big difference. Because big. finally, let's just at least set up things a little bit before okay. we jump directly to this, because it's in the middle of all this. Yeah. Somehow, all at the same time, whether it be hypnotism, whether it be the stupid... Sylvia. 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 Whether it be her... Whether it be a lot of things... The entire town decides, you know what? It's time to kill Roland. We're going to kill him. The interloper. The interloper. They're going to kill the interloper. The entire town is going to try to kill the interloper. Yes. And so everyone just starts pouring out of the bars, the houses. <laughs> it's worrying me. It's not turned towards me? Yeah. I'm just worried. We're solid, though. So everybody starts pouring out of the bar. The Well, not the bar, because he was just in the bar. So their houses, sheds, everything. They have wood, knives, anything that could, except guns. Like, no. Guns are a rarity. That's why when you see someone with guns, you automatically think that's a gunslinger. Yes. There's There, there are no one with guns. Yes. Roland is the only person in the town with a gun. Yes. So everyone starts pouring out... Like, it's a grab-your-pitchfork kind of moment. And one of the first faces, or one of the few faces he ends up seeing, is Allie. Yes. Being held hostage by, I believe, Sheb. Yes. Um, for me, because this was a huge difference that Stephen apparently decided to change, was that he saw that she was held hostage. The distorted, grimacing face of Sheb peered over her shoulder like a witch's familiar. She was his shield and sacrifice. He saw it all, clear and shadowless, in the frozen, deathless light of the sterile calm, and heard her. He's got me. Oh, Jesus, don't shoot. Don't, don't, don't. But the hands were trained. And then mine reads, very differently, <laughs> um, deathless lights of the sterile calm. And heard her. Kill me, Roland. Kill me. I said the word 19. I said. And he told me. I can't bear it. The hands were trained to give her exactly what she or give her what she wanted. And to me, that is a huge important difference as far as this version compared to Stephen King going back. Because... I don't, it's, it's difficult to say being that we are only in the first part. Yeah, but, but this is him bringing up 19. Yes. And the men in black using that. 
Um, he and this he gave her a note, and that he did not. Yeah. This is him introducing the number nineteen in the very first book. Yes. Versus waiting way down the line, we fi- finally get to th- the number nineteen. Well, it's not only that, but it's the fact of uh, mercy killing. Mm-hmm. Roland and his mercy killing. Compared to this, where Roland is played out as he is a gunslinger, he is trained that when people are coming at you, it's either you or them. And exactly. you take and them out. she was in the way, yes. and he had to do something. So he definitely went back and brought more humanity to Roland compared to what they have here. Which is a lot different compared to the earlier chapter when, like earlier chapters, when of course how he talked to Allie and also who was it? I don't know if it was Kennerly or Sheb. I want to say it was Kennerly. He had mentioned something about, oh, you know, Allie's pretty nice, you know, when you actually get to know her, when you actually get to talk to her. And Roland was like, excuse me? And they're like, uh, I said nothing. Or he, no, pretty, Roland's pretty much like, did you say something? And he's like, no, not at all. I didn't say anything. And if like, I did, I'm awfully sorry about yes. it. <laughs> so it's like, you you get glimpses of his, is of Roland's human, humanity, but it definitely, he brought it back with that. He added some things in here. Yes. And even him, he, he actually tells Allie about Susan. Yeah. In this version. See, I, I did read that one. I, I did mm-hmm. read that version. So, and they mentioned 19 a little bit further down here. They both fell to dust. They've they've gone to the land of 19, he thought. Whatever is there. And see, I think when I first read that version of the book, I was confused because that was foreshadowing that I didn't have. Like, I mm-hmm. mean, it was... I didn't understand. Like, okay, this makes no sense. This is random garbage. Like... <laughs> Um, like when in the first, the literally the first paragraph when he was like, he had pro- progressed through Kef over many years and had reached the fifth level. I was like, sure, why not? <laughs> I don't know what that means. It's sure. But it's like after going back through and reading all of them and then making a full circle and reading this again, yes, you do. Like, it does make more sense to have that now. But yeah, Ooh. right off the back, I was like, what the fuck is he talking that about? That was in the original. That wasn't added. Yeah. So that's just, it's just something he, he threw out there as a part of the world some weird way. I don't know. It's interesting. I, I don't course, know. Mine has nothing about 19 anywhere in this first chapter at all. Yeah. 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 Because I think that's something he came up with later. Yeah. Because literally, all the, the only dialogue left in this besides Allie saying, he's got me, is. Everybody screaming, Satan, the interloper, Antichrist, yeah. killer, your souls, the cloven hoof. Every, otherwise, everybody is silent. Just Yeah, I mean, I think that's mostly what I yeah. have to here Because this is where he, he just starts killing folk. Oh, yeah. He starts killing people. He starts reloading. In the beginning, he only gets hit a couple times. Yes. He, his boot gets caught once. He gets hit in the head. Um... Uh, he gets the only... Someone throws a stick and hits him. Yeah. And then he gets hit in the head with the hilt of a knife. But the for, I think before that happens, the only major wound he sustained, because he kept getting like little slashes and stuff, well, was that by... Was, that was the very end. No, this no, all no, no, no. before that. No, uh, lit- like it was earlier before... Um... Oh, what was it? 
It said, uh... You're talking about the kid who caught him across the couch. Yeah, it was the. It that was after this. Are you sure? Because he only got a couple of things, and finally, a kid gets him across the calf, and he gets stabbed a bunch of like little bitty pricks and stuff. And yeah. at the very end, he says the only major wound he had was the one across the calf. Yeah, but it didn't happen at the end. It didn't happen like at the very, very end, but it happened after these three things. Um. Because I took note of these three things because I didn't think he was going to get hit at all until finally okay. in the end. There it is. I, okay, he does get hit in the face with the knife. Like, he gets hit in the knife. Um, okay, so it did knock him over. And then he was stabbed in the back. He was hit across the ribs. Okay, so yeah, when he was on the ground, that's when a small boy squirmed at him and made the only deep cut across the bulge. Okay, so yeah, it was after he got hit in the face. I thought it was before, like when he was saying, <laughs> shut the hell up. <laughs> um, the gunslinger blew his head off. Yeah, 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 blew his head off. It was very nice descriptive there. Yes. Blew his head off. Um, so, yeah, he just keeps going through them. This is also one of those times where you learn about Roland's skill he has as a gunslinger. As yes. far as his ability, and it's not a superhuman ability, it's just a very, very quick reflex ability from trained hands to reload without even thinking about it. Mm-hmm. It's like anything. Once you do it off, that means no different than a musician playing an instrument. Yes. And who can play super quick and their hands do this the whole time yes. and they're hitting these notes and are across the piano super quick. Yes. It's many years of rigorous training. Yes. And uh, the thing is, is that they do keep it realistic. It's not just like, oh, like he magically is able to just reload his. No, he's burning his fingers. Yeah, they say how like, he's burning his fingers on the hot like, guns and the bullets. And he literally has circles on his fingers from where he's into the yes. cylinder. Yes, I thought that was amazing. Like, okay, we're not. You're not keeping with fantasy at all. Like, you're just. You're going with it. A lot it. of the books are grounded, for the most part. Yes. The further we go. The it less gets, grounded yeah. they are. But the first book is very grounded. Yes. Um, he also found, like, he also realized that he was screaming the entire time. Yes. Yes. By the end of it. Like, he didn't realize it, but he is, was screaming this entire time while he's killing everybody. And he just continues, like. And, of course, then Sylvia shows up. <laughs> he was hurt. Devil, 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 child killer. <laughs> Monster, destroy him, brothers and sister. Destroy the child killer interloper. Oh. Throw a can at her face. Um, well, I think he throws a bullet at her face, so. <laughs> no, it's even better, because he pretty much, uh, he put a shot, because she was running at him with two crosses. Because <laughs> that's going to do it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I just lost everything. You lost it. Okay. It's okay. It's in big, bold print what she's screaming, so we got this. He put a shot into each of the cross pieces, blowing the ro- the roods to splinters, and four more into the woman's head. Yeah, yeah. She's, she, she's dead. Very dead. I was expecting, half expecting him to walk over and shoot her again, but you know. But yes, he literally leaves bodies in a zigzag across town. As the picture in the book shows. Yes. Which we do have, for all you watching our YouTube channel, 
We do have the pictures. I don't sure, know. We, we, we have pretty pictures. We have pretty pictures. They're on different sides of the book. Yeah. So, the pretty pictures. <laughs> I don't um, know if the lights can show you. But they may be just white. Yeah. They look terrible. Uh, but yes, by the time he's done, the entire town is dead. Children, women, women. men, everybody and is dead. They tell done. you he killed 39 men, 14 women, and 5 children. I want to see if the numbers are the same. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be funny to change them, but it's no different than no. like. Wait, wait, what was it? Thirty-nine, fourteen, okay. five. Yeah, the same. Yeah, good. How's it keep it consistent, Stephen? <laughs> so the entire town. Yes. He killed everyone. And he just goes back and goes to sleep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He he goes into the bar, has he ate hamburgers and drank three beers while the light faded. And then he slept in the same bed that he and Allie were in, yeah. had no dreams, and then just got up the next day and left. Yep, and then we pick back up finally with, um... Brown. Brown. Brown and Sultan. Yep, who he doesn't kill. No. Unlike his pure mule who died. Yeah. I do love that line, too. Like, he's like, uh... The gunslinger started. Why would I feel... Okay, well, because he said, do you feel better? And he's like, why would I feel bad? You're a human, you said. No demon. Or did you lie? I didn't lie. And then he's like, who are you, Brown? Really, I mean. He's like, just me. He said, unperturbed. Why do you have to think you're such a mystery? And then he's like... He didn't reply to that. So it's like, hmm. What does Roland really think about himself? (laughs) Really, I mean, but yeah, he pretty much. Why do you have to think you're in the middle of such a mystery? What the fuck? I like that sounded different how you read ah! it than what mine said. Yeah, not that you're such a mystery, but why do yeah. you have to think that you're in the middle of such a mystery? Which does make sense, but at the same time, I really like that line. Why do you have to think you're such a mystery? <laughs> oh my goodness. But yeah, uh, he pretty... lit a smoke without replying. Yeah. I think you're very close to the man in black, Brown said. Is he desperate? I don't know. Are you? Not yet. He says, I do what I have to do. And he said, that's good then. And then just went to say. <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of things just happen and they just go to sleep. <laughs> like, they know how to solve the world's problems. Something happens, you go to bed. <laughs> well, it was late in the night at that point anyway, for them. But yeah, pretty much they end their conversation. Uh, like the next day, he gets ready to go, asks what he's going to do with the mule. Yeah, the mule, the gunstick glass. I'll eat it, Brown said. Yep. And then. Yep. He. Pretty- I always love these. Uh, uh, walk Holy easy, shit. long days, and pleasant nights. I and may love you have that- twice the number. See, that's the thing, is that I I very much love that reoccurring line. Like, yeah, that is. That co- it yes. Here's. I don't, dozens, if not hundreds of times yes, through the rest of these books. That's pretty much their way of Say hello. writing. Yeah, their way of just like when he um, spits on the ground and says "life for your" or uh, yeah, "life for your crop," and it's just one of those things that is ingrained. Like it's their language in this book. Like mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. Sadly, it does not exist in this one. Hmm? It does not. He he does not say. What what I just read? Yeah. Like, literally, it says, Brown offered his hand and the gunslinger shook it. The dweller nodded to the south. Walk easy. You know it. 
nodded towards the south? Yeah. I said southeast. What the fuck? Because <laughs> he's going southeast. <laughs> he's telling you. He's headed south, damn it. Okay. Well, and earlier, though, they had said the same thing. I think when he met him. This has come up as well. No. And it says, walk no. easy, long days, and no. pleasant nights, and may you have twice no. the number. <laughs> well. That does was, not exist. God, King okay. James, he, he did so many, like, quality of life things for the book. Yes. Really? It, it brought it to life. It did meld it into the other ones. But anybody who picks up this version and reads it is going to be so confused. <laughs> oh. But, um... But yeah, he pretty much starts his journey again, doing the whole checking fires. But this is the first time that he brings up Court. At least in my book. He brings up Court, his trainer. Oh, we had heard about Court a couple times throughout the book. I don't know. I can't tell you where. We're not going to find it. But yeah, Court gets mentioned a few times. I think maybe in passing it's in here. Like, just a a random thought. But this is the first time he actually, like, thinks of... He tells anything, but the court's name is brought up several times. Oh, I don't remember that. But but this is the first time that he actually has a solid thought about court. Like, thinking more oh, and what more would about you, court. Yeah, uh, what would you... To shoot. What would court do moment? There we go. Court had no black from white. Him think of court again. Court mm-hmm. was dead. They were all dead. Except for him. The world had moved on. The gunslinger shouldered his gunna and moved on with it. What the actual? Okay, okay, okay. So here's the thing. Everything has to be different. Here's the thing. Okay, gunna is another very well used term in the books. It's their pack. It's their supplies. Pretty much their backpacking kit. Okay, so that is very popular. Second off, um, no. Okay, this is how mine ends. Oh, God. He would, okay, uh, he, does he look at the fire? Like, does he look at the shape of the fire? Yeah, okay, superimposed, okay. Um, he was a, rom- a romantic. He knew it, and he guarded the knowledge jealously. Jealously. That, of course, made him think of Court again. He didn't know where Court was. The world had moved on. The gunslinger shouldered his tote sack... And moved on with it. Well, so wait, yours is very, very different than mine. Because I have a lot more than that, too. It says, Jealously, it was a secret he had shared with only a few over the years. The girl named Susan. Oh, my God. <laughs> the girl from Magus had been one of them. That, of course, made him think of Court again. Court was dead. They were all dead, except for him. As I said. On, the gunslinger showed his gun and moved on with it. I read that Mine's one. Mine's better! It is. It is way better. And I have read it, that one. It really is better. It, it's so much better. Everything he added is, again, quality of life. It yes. really brings it together and it makes it feel so much more a part of the other books. Or that one feels like it does stand apart from yes. those. Which I can definitely understand. But I will admit one thing. This version of the book is definitely going to make it a lot easier to not spoil the rest of the books because there is that disconnection. <laughs> but I like I, this one so I, much more. I am thinking about just picking up that one so that way we're on the same page and we don't have to go back through every time. Yeah, we did out. we did a lot. This is turning to a 2-hour podcast Holy shit. about the first chapter. <laughs> 
Ah, oh, no wonder why they're only on the second book. <laughs> that may explain a whole lot. A lot of talking about it. Well, that is the end of the first yes. chapter. It's extremely long. I don't know if anyone will get this far. No. I don't know if anyone will listen to us ramble for two hours about one chapter and go through the book for a dozen times. But that is the end. This is the end. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you read along with us. I we, hope will, we will try to narrow down. This is a little shorter next time? Yeah. I think but, it'll be it'll be more helpful if I get the same book first off. Yes. Even though I do like the different like the comparisons, it just takes a little bit too much time uh, for what we want to we'll do. Def- make sure we write down more numbers, what pages? Yeah. So we can definitely compare those easier and make it a little more a little faster. Yes. We shouldn't have a 2-hour podcast about mm-hmm. one chapter. I don't I think it's a little much. But I do think it is a great start. It's almost like the pilot episode. It it, it is. I don't, yeah, even know no. I don't even know a better word for it. No. But I, I, I guess what I'm saying is that like most pilot episodes, it is longer than the rest of them. Okay. Well, we very much I'm making this. excuses. Okay, Leave you it do alone. what you have to do. I enjoyed this first chapter. Yes. It was great going through. It was great talking about it. I hope you enjoyed Hope you actually watched it. Anyone yes. who made it through. We we congratulate you. Please let us know if you did actually make it this yes, far. If you made it through the end. Um, and you like the length, let us know that. If you don't like the length, let us know that too. Yeah, just kick us. Throw some comments down there. Yes. Throw some likes on there. If you liked it. If you didn't, please just dislike it. Just yes. dislike the whole thing. <laughs> it was terrible. It's horrible. We're, We're going to do it again dis- anyway. We're but. begging for dislikes. Um, but regardless, let us know what you think. Put it in the comments. Do a video response. Or, you know, just send us over at Twitter. Or, no, exactly. You, know. you can reach us at Twitter at BJJGamer, KZPup, the show at Beyond Our Focus. And I believe that is it for now. So watch our other stuff on YouTube. We've got Would You If, we've got Breaking Prisms, and we've got What's in the Box. So a whole bunch of shows, a whole bunch of stuff. Hope you watch it. Hope you enjoy it. But until next time, be well. <laughs>